What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. I'm Steve. And I'm Cisco. And we are the Black Series Rebels, and you're listening to the BSR Show. This week, we're talking all things 2021, what we're looking forward to in 2022, and closing it out with a conversation about everyone's favorite new Disney Plus series, The Book of Boba Fett. What's going on, guys? Before we jump into all things 2021 and what we're looking forward to in 2022, do us a favor and hit those like and subscribe buttons. And not sure if you heard, but Spotify now lets you leave podcast reviews. So leave us a little minty freshness over there on the Spotify. What do you say? And if you're thinking like, man, I just want to support these guys. I've been following them on Instagram and on Twitter, and they just seem like stand-up people. You can always head over to www.blackseriesrebels.com and check out our shop. We're making some oh-so-minty-fresh merchandise. We are silk-screening it. We are making custom pins. We're always dropping new stuff. It's always selling out. But if you want to support the show, that is the best way to do it. Now that all that professionalism is out of the way for the people that actually listen to this show, Cisco, how the fuck you been, man? Oh, dude, I've been good. I miss you, boys. Dude, I missed you guys so much. So we had much. A little mini, we had a little mini catch-up. Kind of. Little, little mini reunion. Little, little baby bit. mini. I couldn't baby make mini, it. But, I had to FaceTime But, but we in. FaceTimed you in. It was oh, nice. It worked. We made it work. <laughs> First time seeing Cisco like fully in the flesh and not like a drive-by and like... Two and a half, three years, it feels like. It was yep, supposed was to be nice. the first time the three of us have been in the same space for two years. And I was a responsible person and made the right call and said, guys, I can't come over, even though everything ended up being fine. But uh, just had to make sure everybody was safe in the old COVID it's okay. protocol It's okay. Times. Cisco got me a dope-ass beanie to keep my ears warm. I went and got him a little blankie, covered him up by the fire. Gave him Ooh, some yummy. pizza, drank get, a couple get me beers. Warm on the inside and outside with a little watch. eggnog. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We dig a little eggnoggy. We, we watched a little Die Hard while Alex was FaceTiming in, watching it from home. It was good. Mm-hmm. What is, uh, what, what, how was uh, Christmas, Cisco? Anything fun happen? Christmas was really nice. Uh, this is the first year since we've had the girls, and actually since Stacy and I have been together, where we've only done one family on christmas so um stacy's oh, wow. family had uh they were they were uh in covid wa- watch and so we ended up just doing christmas day with my family all day um, which is something that we never do we usually do christmas eve with um uh, her dad's side of the family and then christmas morning with my family and then christmas evening with her her mom's oh, side wow. of the family. that's a, a lot of moving around oh yeah and we do like midnight mass <laughs> on 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 Christmas Eve, it's like a whole nice. thing. We do this is what we do. We normally do. We get together, uh, start like like six o'clock, eat dinner, uh, have a couple of drinks, go to midnight mass, come home, open presents at one thirty ish oh, yeah. in the morning for the girls, and then 
we had done this in the past where we would get up early and do Christmas morning mass with my family. And then we said, no, nah, we're not doing that anymore. We're just too tired. And yeah. uh, so this year was just like very, very chill. Uh, ate a lot of good food. The girls had a great time. We did a, a belated Christmas for the girls with with my wife's family on 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 New Year's Eve, which was really nice. So it was it was a, a proper Christmas, dude. We really dug it. It was the first year that we've actually had Santa deliver presents to our girls on Christmas morning in our house. Oh, that's awesome! So yeah, they had a good time, especially Alana. Alana had a really good time. What about you, Steve? How was your Christmas, buddy? Uh, it was good. Uh, a couple days before Thanksgiving, uh, my wife had a baby. I, I had a second daughter. Um, and so it was our latest bundle of joy and our two-and-a-half-year-old toddler. Um, what if I just responded with, you had another kid? <laughs> like, like we didn't know. Like that was like fucking news to us. <laughs> uh, baby. Remember, remember when 800 collect add a baby, it's a boy or whatever? Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, one hundred. Add a baby. It's a boy. One eight hundred. Collect. Add a baby. It's a boy. Call from. Add a baby. It's a boy. Yes. <laughs> um, but I had another girl. Uh, no, it was great, man. It was super nice, super mellow, uh, but also super intense, stressful, but special because we had a newborn baby. We had a toddler. Um, my my parents came into town, and and uh, it was just really nice to see my my parents with with the grandkids, and just sort of, mm. you know, we did the whole thing. I, you know, I, I built a four foot Disney castle playset thing, was smart, and did it like, you know, earlier in the day on Christmas Eve when she was taking a nap, as opposed to midnight, because I refuse to like do that right now. Um, and it just was great. My kids, <laughs> like my 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 daughter, my oldest daughter, just. Like we're in like that sweet spot right now that I'm I'm stoked in regards to things like Christmas and just the magic. So no man, it was great. What about you, Alex? Buddy, I I may have needed a break more than I've ever needed a break in my entire life. So yeah, man, it was a rough uh, sputter there for me for the end of uh, uh, 2021. It was a lot of really good stuff that I'm sure we'll get into on the show a little bit. Uh, but also just some hard family stuff, some stress, just lots of like got pretty pummeled there for the last like three, four weeks. So, man, my Christmas, dude, I was honestly just beyond grateful to have made it <laughs> to that holiday to be with the people I was with that they made it. And like that was enough for me, man, like really like not even trying to be that person right now. For me, I I get emotional just. I'm I'm lucky that my Christmas looked the way it looked with the family members that were there that were there and everybody was healthy and happy and I was just grateful to be able to genuinely put my feet up for the first time in a couple of weeks and well, more that more like two or three months but it was great man I had a great holiday and honestly I've really I really missed doing the show like big time. It was, it was hard to be without it, but it was necessary. I know we kind of disappeared on folks there for a little bit. We got a couple DMS that were like, Hey, is the podcast coming back? Like, because we're normally pretty transparent about, yeah, we'll be back in a month. Like we, but I think this time we just kind of like, we were wrapping up Halloween and Thanksgiving was coming around. Your child was on the way. Cisco got sick. I don't know if Cisco wants to get too deep into that on the show, but Cisco hey, man, got, I got COVID. Yeah, my whole Cisco family got did. COVID. Whole <laughs> family got COVID, 
he was like, I'm out boys. And we went, all right. And, uh, Steve was like, I got a kid in two weeks. I'm fucking out. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm busy with work stuff. I'm out. And it just was, it was probably the healthy, smart thing to do. We could have pushed through, but I have a feeling had we pushed through, the show would feel very different right now. It would feel very so different, I'm, I'm, but I also think that we 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 uh, smartly, and let's just get into it. We smartly, um, we also kind of planned it that way, though. Yeah. Without necessarily making decisions like we would have done like another show or two and made like a, an announcement or something like that. But um, there's a reason we also took the time we took because we took the time off to go do something else um, and to do it right. And yeah. uh, I'm just going to let Alex sort of break that down for you guys. <laughs> but uh, we let me just say this. We would not be able to do it and have done it and done it as well as we did if it was not for all of the support that we have gotten over the years from all of our listeners and people who support us by buying our merch. Um, and you're going to need to buy a lot more of that merch over the next year <laughs> to uh, help us continue to pay off this venture. So, Alex, without further ado. Well, I mean, if you guys have been following on social media from, I don't know, I guess probably November – into December, you probably noticed it was really quiet. And all we were really doing is saying, Hey, if anyone in the LA area wants to come out, uh, we're producing a project and we'd love to have, uh, some friendly faces and listeners of the show, maybe do some background work just so the community could feel a part of what we were doing. Uh, basically I called Steve. Well, we should go back to the original kind of purpose of this show. You know, when I called actually, the original, I don't know if we've ever even necessarily really talked about it. This is kind of a fun thing to get into before we get into kind of the newer flow of the show. But Steve got me into Collider. He was like, you got to watch Collider, man. It's the best. And and I hadn't even met Cisco at this point. Steve was like, you got to watch Collider. It's movie great. talk, movie you'll, talk. You'll love it, man. Jedi movie Council. Time. Jedi Council. You'll, you'll love it. They talk about Star Wars. They talk about movies. All the shit you and I talk about, they just do it on YouTube and you could watch Have it. you heard of Fly Guy? <laughs> Have you heard of Fly Guy? Showing me all this Star Wars YouTube. And I was like, this is pretty great. It's all these like-minded Star Wars folks out there. And uh, one day I kind of called Steve up and was like, hey, we should do this. We should just try doing something like this, but kind of weird, like a Wayne's World version of it. Make it kind of fun and silly and not so serious. And I think at first we were both kind of like, it'll be just some kind of fun we do. And Steve called and he said, my buddy Cisco saw this, the first pin you, we made. And he was like, whatever you guys are doing, I'd love to come hang out. So before we had even started taping, Cisco came by the closet in Chatsworth, kind of checked it out. Saw we met each other, just kind of like shot the shit with Cisco and met him a little bit. And then, that was that. And the three of us started kind of just doing this show and it's will be, will it be five years in May or four? I believe we're starting our fifth year. I believe we're starting we've our done, fifth year. When was um, Anaheim? Was it two, when was Anaheim celebration? And I was periscoping alone from there because we had already initiated the plans to do 2015. Cause we had already started the pre-production of that. And then in May of that year, June, when I right, started in 2016. Yeah. Is when the I show so then started. May, this may will be six years. 
No. Yeah, if we started in if we started in twenty sixteen, yes. Right? Because remember Mm -hmm. I was in remember I was in Italy sending you really bad photos of like our farm boy pin and our Black Series Rebels labeled lapel pin in the Empire Strikes Back font from like the Roman Colosseum. And you were like, this is (laughs) fucking terrible. I'm not posting this on social media. <laughs> I probably looked at one look at it like, well, we'll get them there. <laughs> we'll teach you how to use that cell phone camera. <laughs> uh, no, and I think it over God, it, if if it truly has been, yeah, I think Visco is right. This will be starting our sixth year, right? In May, we're wrapping up what? our fifth year right now. What? So whatever the math is, I can't even think about it right now. That's how yeah, six rough plus that... six is twelve. My 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 dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's right. The man is correct. So wow. we started kind of doing this thing, and it kind of grew into a bigger thing. And I think in twenty twenty one, after COVID, after some projects that we had worked on in in twenty twenty, you know, I felt really confident that this this was the year I wanted to put some of our philosophy into practice, which, you know, and I know I speak for uh, Steve and by all means guys start to chime in here. If I'm rambling, we always kind of practice this mantra of like, don't just be a consumer also contribute and create to the things that you love, whether it is, from a production standpoint or a support standpoint or getting involved in local, your local comic book shop, just being a part of something and creating is so much more valuable than kind of participating in the hot take, like opinion currency that we kind of live in now. And that was something that I think we had to learn, but it slowly kind of became something for us. And, I just kind of felt like 2020 year 2021 was the year that I wanted us to really make as a team, our first narrative project. I wanted us to produce something. I wanted us to, I wanted to put the skills we had learned. Hold on. June. F- sorry. June 4th, 2017 episode one won't live up to your expectations is the title. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Five years. That was the first time I dug the prequels and we got yelled at. Like the first one weekend, it was like they were mad about. Should have known <laughs> that prequel joke. Oh wait, I'm talking about fan discourse. Oh no! Shush! Oh, all right. So before we get too far off the track, if any of us talk about fan discourse now on this show, you get shush. Shush! Like this. And that means you got to change the subject because we are all positivity on this show this year. Not that we're going to be only positive on the content. We're going to have real opinions, but we're not going to engage in any of that negativity online. Anyway, this was the year we wanted to make something. So we did. We, what did we do, Steve? We, we, we made a, a movie, a movie. I mean, a short film, but we, we call it a movie in, in this, this, this neck of the woods. But I know a lot of people are probably hearing short film and they're going, Oh, okay. What's the big deal? I'll well, I'll let I'll, I'll we'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I don't. Just, I don't. Alex, when we started this doing this thing. I went. Let's do something that like I don't know. But if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. And we're gonna do it right because I don't do short films. <laughs> yeah, we, we did it right. We did it right. I'm really excited to share it with everybody. And the, and the truth is, we wouldn't be able to have made that 
if you all hadn't been so supportive over the last four or five years. Truly, we the, the, the ability for us to do what we did this last month, and we're going to share trailers and posters and titles and all that stuff when we start to get closer, but we're doing this right. We're not going to just start like, telling you guys all about it. We want you to be able to watch it. We want you to be able to go see festivals. We want to meet up with you in the cities and towns that you live in where it might be screening and we can shake hands and celebrate. So lots of cool stuff coming. The end of 2021, BSR made something that we're really proud of. I'm super grateful that these two guys came along on that journey with me. I'm really grateful that Steve brought Cisco into the my life four or five years ago and just really uh it's the most as hard as this last month was from a personal and emotional standpoint uh it is the highlight of my life was making uh the short film with these guys so i i'm really excited for everyone to see it i'm super grateful for a patrell and montana and Jackie. all the BSR listeners, Jackie, Andy, that came out and did background work for it, that took COVID tests, that took it seriously, like all of us, had vaccination cards, helped us make a safe short film for be a part of. I mean, the you know, if people have been following it, shouldn't be a surprise. I'm not going to tell you who's in it, but I mean, man, we worked with a Jedi. Like we worked with a Jedi on this short film. If somebody who is a canon actor in the star Wars universe came in and did incredible work for us. And it's not a star Wars short film. It's not a fan film. It is a fully original story that you will learn more about in the near future. But I just want to say, that's why if you're wondering where we went in 2021, that's where we went and we're back in 2022 and we are so stoked to ring in this year and see you guys at celebration and get back into the BSR world because man, I have missed it, but let's talk about some of our favorite things from 2021. That isn't just a movie. I'm going to go around the horn. We're going to kind of rapid fire some questions for you guys, starting with Steve, Steve, what was your favorite music album to come out in 2021? Favorite music album to come out in 2021. Um, God, there was a lot of good stuff out there, but there was one that um, I'm pretty sure it'll be on your uh, your list, Alex. Um, but I they, I don't know where, but one day I was cruising Instagram. Anyways, the band Turnstile, they're like everywhere. Their Tiny Desk just dropped, I think, today or yesterday. Um, they didn't – I first heard their EP, uh, Connection. Um, I remember – send it to Alex and be like, dude, I think check these guys out. I think they might be like the new like era of sort of pop punk, punk rock, um, just rock. I don't know. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, like it, 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 they're great. What about you? Uh, without question, my number one record of 2021 is turnstile glow on record rips. It got, I feel like even honestly, I know Cisco doesn't, doesn't totally fuck with like hardcore and punk like that, but it kind of has this like cool kind of like late nineties, like groovy influence happening. It's weird. It's like, it's a totally different vibe and it, 
it's kind of like if Incubus ripped <laughs> like a little bit, like it wasn't quite so Incubus-y. Melodic. That makes sense. Like, it's hard to explain, but it's just really cool. It's got a good vibe. Yeah, so Turnstile Love Connection, that's what got me through 2021 uh, music-wise. Cisco, what about you? Any uh, albums that really stuck out for you? Yeah, I'll have to give that one a listen. But uh, yeah, my album of the year was An Evening with Silk Sonic. I, it was an album that I didn't think we were going to be getting in 2021 it was supposed to be pushed to 2022 and they kind of surprise dropped it and i think it was like november or maybe october but um i fucking love that album it's fun it's uh it's just anderson pack and bruno mars doing their thing and their videos are hilarious and it's short i think it's only like eight or nine songs but uh I like it a lot. So yeah, I think that's probably my, my favorite album of the year. I think what I'm loving about this is, you know, I think we made a conscious effort on this show to really focus on really talking about the things we love and we haven't shied away from that. You know, it would have been really easy for us to have just stayed talking about all the stuff we know people really like, but it was becoming hard for us to just keep talking about star Wars over and over again. And I just love hearing what you guys are interested in. That isn't just the stuff I already know that you guys are into. Uh, Cisco, any uh, TV shows stick out this year? I know, I know one in particular you really loved this year, but what, what, what you got for us? Uh, my favorite show of the year was reservation dogs. It's nice. easily probably one of my favorite shows of all time. So good to mm. be honest with you. Um, Great show. But, uh, man, I cannot wait for that show to come back. Uh, I probably will do a rewatch sometime soon because it's just so good. Um, but then, yeah, my favorite, my second favorite show of the year was Hawkeye. What about Hawkeye of all the Marvel you got this year? What was it about Hawkeye that really made you love it so much? Um, well, I think that as far as the Disney show, the Disney Plus shows are concerned, uh, especially the MCU Disney Plus shows, it was the most consistent throughout. Um, the previous ones w- were good. Uh, I really liked WandaVision. It had been my favorite one prior to that. Um, but it, it was it had a disappointing ending, in my opinion. And so... Um, you don't mean story-wise as much as you just mean tonally it shifted to more traditional Marvel. And did you feel like that was a misstep? Yeah, I think story-wise too. I don't think that it oh. ended strongly. I think that gotcha. it, it just kind of like it, it devolved into like just a cliched, um, hacky kind of typical comic booky thing that i'm not yeah. a big fan of and the the beginning of that show is the opposite of that which is what i why i loved it so much and so i still like that show a lot and it, it still is my second favorite of the disney plus mcu shows but um hawkeye just what it didn't ever really do that the last episode wasn't as strong as the rest of the show but it still is miles ahead of the rest of the disney plus shows in my opinion so um yeah i just i it made me care about a character that I didn't really care that much about before Hawkeye. Um, I was excited to see their take on Kate and they really did her justice. Um, Maya slash echo is one of my favorite comic book characters creation created by one of my favorite comic book writers and artists and creators. And so um, I was super excited to see what they did with her and man, they did not disappoint. And I think that the echo show is going to be really good. 
um, for a, a, an actress who um, I don't think had done anything major that I can that I can identify prior to this. She really delivered um, in that character. So had a lot of nice surprises and and things that I uh, appreciated as a fan. So very much looking forward to the the future of the Disney Plus MCU shows. And um, yeah, man, those are my, those are my two. I think nice. All right, what about you, Steve? What uh, any TV shows stick out to you? Uh, so a couple weeks, like last week, I did a little tweet thing that I just wrote, like things I like this year, in no particular order. I'm just cruising over it right now. Um, I, I, I talked about it previously last year on this show. I liked um, uh, a show on HBO that is not for everyone uh, on HBO on Apple Plus or whatever called Physical um, that I just I was into. I love Reservation Dogs. It's 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 up there. Um, but going over my list here and looking at it the end of the day, regardless of how you feel about the ending of it or what have you, um, I, I got to tell you, show the year squid game, like the way that it just captured the zeitgeist in that moment. And just everybody was texting about it and just all of that, that, that fever about it. Like that was fucking, that was a lot of fun to just like, just experience, not just the show itself, but also experience just the communal sort of, vibe of it all that i i haven't felt in a really long time when did that show come out august i don't even remember i feel like i've watched so much can't even Man, i can't was even it remember. august i feel like it was later consume 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 yeah uh, yeah august dude. yeah Winking. wow dude that was yeah. a that oh, was original something. release september 17th 2021 okay september that sounds about right yeah september 17th squid game that's a good poll i'm going dave season two ah it was a good one too People still sleeping on Dave. Still sleeping I, on it. I, I admit, I have not watched that one episode of Dave yet, so I'm That's sleeping. Okay. <laughs> Cisco's asleep. That's okay. I haven't finished Hawkeye, so we're even. <laughs> I <laughs> need to go. finish Hawkeye. I will, I'll probably finish Hawkeye this week. I've just been... Hawkeye was one of those things that just like came out right when I was so slammed. I was like, ah, I'll get to this when I get to it. It's um, not going anywhere. You're good. No, 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 no. And, uh, and honestly, too, like I think... Dave is one of those things where you got to be in the mood for it. You don't want to just like seek it out. Like, all right, I'm starting Dave. You want to be in the mood to like, I want to have something kind of weird, a little quirky. I want to dip my toe into this kind of weird world. And I feel like this, it's kind of the same thing with a Marvel show. You've got to just kind of find it at the right time. And now the category that I know we all are going to have hot takes on I'm going to start with Cisco because I'm genuinely curious. I think I know what the answer is, but I'm curious if I'm right. Favorite movie of 2021. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to have two. Okay. That's okay. Uh, I think my favorite movie of the year is Spider-Man No Way Home. That's what I thought it was going to be, but I didn't <laughs> want to make an assumption. <laughs> um, but I'm going to choose a non-superhero um marvel movie as my other favorite movie of the year and it's west side story oh a non-superhero marvel movie so you're going with west side story dude that movie is so good oh i'm gonna cheat and add a animated movie too <laughs> triple cheat triple cheat <laughs> triple cheat encanto encanto <laughs> bro uh that movie let me tell you a little story about encanto okay because the other ones it's, they speak for themselves we went to go see Encanto as a family with my whole family. It was like a gift to my dad. He wanted to go see it with all of us. So 
the four of us, my wife and our two daughters, my brother, his girlfriend, and their daughter, uh, her parents, both of my parents, and then my youngest brother and his girlfriend, we all went to go see it together at the little like dine-in theater. It's called Look Theater in, uh, in Monrovia by us. Maybe about halfway through the movie, my oldest daughter bailed. She was like, she wasn't feeling it. She was going to get a little freaked out by it. So we ended up missing almost the entire movie. Um, but after that day, we listened to the soundtrack in the car all, like almost every day. She was obsessed with it. And so we were like, I was trying to convince her. I was like, babe, I'll take you to go see it in the theater again if you want. Like we can, I'll sit there with you. You'll be fine. She's like, no, no, no. And I said, or we can watch it when it comes out at home. We can watch it. She's like, no, we'll just watch it at home. So I we didn't fully get to watch the entire movie, both my wife and I and the girls, until we got it was on Disney Plus. And since it's been on Disney Plus, we've basically watched it every day, at least once a day. And the music has really resonated with us. The stories has res- resonated with us. It's the first movie that my daughter has really connected with in like a significant way where I think she is starting to understand the sort of themes of things. Um, and especially that, I mean, what's great about that movie is that it's the hero's journey, but it all turns inward. None of it's outward, right? It's like, are mm-hmm. you, are you comfortable journeying into the trauma of your family? Yeah. Like, there's like no a, villain in the movie. Yeah. That's a scary, there's no thing love story, yep. like no like romantic love story. Um, but yeah, man. And my wife, she gets like super emotional with, with the music as do I. And so like, like we'll that be Carlos in the car. Vivas track. Yeah. The dos. Encanto. Uh, yeah. The, the, no, no, the no. Those, um, uh, dos is, that is, it's on repeat in this house. I just that know it's Carlos Vivas. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, we just, dude, we absolutely love that music, that movie. My sister-in-law, my wife's sister bought her daughter and, and, and my oldest daughter. Um, they're about the same age. They're like a couple weeks apart. Um, outfits from Encanto. So my, uh, Alana was, um, Mirabel and then, um, her daughter was uh, uh, Isabella on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve. They, they had like dresses. So they were dressed up on, on New Year's Eve and that it was just, dude, it's awesome. So yeah, dude, uh, those are my three. I cheated. I don't care. I, that's okay. I fully, I fully know that I cheated. Those are my, no, three. that's okay. I think that's fair because honestly it is not easy to say like your favorite of the year in like the franchise world of it all, because it's hard. Like it's Spider-Man is, to say like, oh, well, Spider-Man's not my favorite. It's Encanto this year. That's hard to say because you've been looking forward to that Spider-Man experience for a very long time, I'm sure. I'll also and- say this, man. 2021 was a fucking banger for movies. Dude, because all of 2020 got pushed into 2021. We were saying that in July. Remember, I did that one thing where I was like, let's go through what comes out for the next like three months remember that and it, like, it, and oh, it was shit. it was really like a like the second half of the year too they just like yeah it was like a shotgun blast do you guys remember do you guys remember what your most like looking forward to movie was in that episode yeah i think mine was spider-man i think yeah I'm pretty sure it was mine Spider-Man. was Doom. or maybe it was matrix actually i don't remember oh no i don't think i could do matrix because matrix was in december yeah and it couldn't be mine was dune 
was my most anticipated blockbuster. French Dispatch, I think, was my most anticipated uh, indie. And then Ghostbusters Afterlife was my wild card. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my uh, favorite yeah. movies, I, I, my one, if I was sticking to the one rule, would have been Dune. I would have landed on Dune. Uh, for me, that was just, I, I love, I love Marvel. I see every MCU movie on the first day. I fucking love Marvel. I love Star Wars. I see every Star Wars movie Two, three, two to three times in the first 24 hours. I love big franchise IP blockbusters. For me, where I was at this year, Dune was the movie that kind of like, kind of broke through my kind of brain a little bit and kind of planted itself and said, yeah, but don't forget, you, you like new things too. You don't want to just experience the same types of, of stories, and that's not saying that Marvel and Star Wars are always the same. They're totally not. But we know Marvel tone now. Like we know what we're gonna get when we get into a Marvel movie, and it's Marvel, and it's great, and we love it. It's the gold standard. And man, I would have been questioning that maybe earlier this year, but not after I saw that Spider-Man box office. <laughs> Consider the standard gold, you know. But for me, this year it was all about Dune. I just. I saw it. My first experience watching it was so cool. And then at home, it was a great viewing at home. And then in the theater, I saw it one time by myself in an empty theater. And I was like, this is just great cinema. It just pummels you. It pummels all of your senses, you know, while you watch that movie. So for me, it was Dune. And then the other big thing, which is not really a movie. It's not really an album and it's not really a show. That's Inside by Bo Burnham. That thing just absolutely poured gasoline. It's probably a huge reason why we made that movie in uh, in December, Steve, was Bo Burnham's Inside. It was a creative... It was like, it, if my life was Fast and the Furious, it was the NOS tank injected into my creative engine, baby. <laughs> it was like, it was just... Uh, that was the dumbest thing I may have ever said. <laughs> on this podcast i'm so out of practice it uh for me bo burnham's inside was where it was at what about you steve favorite favorite filmies um look loved Encanto. um really scott's the last duel i i i really like look it's not gonna be for everybody uh i really like that movie um i don't know if i watched this in 2021 or not i think i did north hollywood really like that movie um Man, donut the Donut King documentary. Check it out if you haven't. It's on Prime. At least it should be. Same thing. Val, the Val Kilmer documentary. Um, God, uh, Steve, what's your favorite movie of twenty twenty one? I don't know. I don't <laughs> like. You're just naming a bunch of movies. I'm just that you like watched I'm naming. Like, no, no, these are all movies that I liked, and I love. Listen, I'm building to this. I thought, it and was, I really oh, like. Okay, okay. Don't look up. And I liked. Don't know. And I like. Don't look up. And I really like Ghostbusters Afterlife, which, by the way, is on VOD right now. I do not work for Sony or have anything to do with that. I enjoyed it, but listen. At the end of the day, I think I talked shit on this podcast about him and his movies. I may have said maybe he should be a music video director. By all accounts on paper, this movie should not be a movie 
that I should like. Um, I can't fucking believe I'm about to. I've hear what watched I'm about it. Here. I, I, I have, can't believe I have, it. This is the greatest start. I watched to this it. Year. I watched it twice in 24 hours. Say it, bro. Uh, I've watched it about six or seven times now. <laughs> um, hands down, and it should have fucking gotten a big box office. I I understand, but I will eat crow, and I will eat it with a fucking smile on my face. Dune is hands down the best movie of 2021. <laughs> yes! I can't believe we're living in a world where this man just unironically looked us in the eyes. And, and I'll just like, say it. I'll just Dune, say it. Baby. And this is, this is, I hope it's not controversial and we do not need to get into it, but it's going to be a good segue into this next thing. Uh, the first thing out of my mouth after the first viewing of that movie was... Give this man a Star Wars? Was, that's what I wanted my Star Wars to be. <laughs> I, I, you know that that's a whole conversation. That's a whole other that's, can of worms. I'm not yeah, trying I don't to know disrespect. That I, like that movie is very dour and very slow and quiet. Like what some of the things I love about Star Wars is that like Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon of it all. But buddy, to hear I remember when you were like, yeah, he should be directing music videos. I was like, man, I don't know, dude. Alex I think, and I, I, think my, I think my, like, I think I was, my exact my, words were, I think my exact words were, that motherfucker needs to learn what a runtime should be. Um, I could be wrong. This That could have just been Shush. offline with us, but, you know, anyhow. Uh, I stand corrected. Uh, well, Dune fucking rocks, dude. Dude, Dune was such a, what a, I, I'm so, I, you know, they're just wrapping up production now on the Bene Gesserit show. Well, that's and, coming to HBO. And, and they, making a show they about just, the a, they just, a, I mean, I knew it was coming, but they just officially this week announced uh, the green light of part two. Oh, I know they put out the thing like the week it came out on Instagram, but now it's like officially like yeah. moving forward. Script is done. Oh, incredible. Um. All right. So you mentioned Dune and you mentioned this is your Star Wars for me. I'm not going to lie. Looking at the slate of what's coming out, 2022 feels like a big time year for Star Wars. We've got Kenobi. I believe we have Andor. And we have Mandalorian Season 3. And we have the currently airing Book of Boba Fett. And I think a season of The Bad Batch. We have more Star Wars TV shows, shows coming out this year. Then we had Marvel shows this year. How, before we get into the conversation about the Book of Boba Fett, remember, we're, we're, we're keeping this light. We're talking about this thing we love, Star Wars. When I list that off to you, Steve, how are you feeling about the, the 2022 <laughs> and the future of Star Wars? After last night, I feel great. Okay, we're <laughs> recording this on Wednesday, okay. January 5th. <laughs> so, uh, no, I feel good. Listen, it, it's no secret. I've been a grump for the last, some people would say, since we started this show on Star Wars. Um, but I've had, I've struggled with my Star Wars and my Star Wars fandom uh, for, for a while now. And I've, I've, I've not, um, I've not been too keen on it or, or positive outlook on the future. Um, and, you know what? I, I finally have gotten to a place where I've done some rewatches over the last couple of months um, and just sort of been dipping my toe back into the sand and avoiding the Internet. And it's been really healthy. It's been really good for me as a fan of something that I love so much. And 
I've fallen back in love with it. Not that I ever really truly fell out of love with it, but um, I, I, <clears throat> I've tempered my expectations on some things and I've, I've come back down to earth a little bit uh, on a positive note. And uh, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. And I, I just kind of now have a new approach of going in and just sort of, you know, I, let's go, let's go have fun for, for a little bit of time playing with our star Wars toys. What about you, Cisco? When you hear that list of uh, Star Wars shows coming out, h- how do you feel? I mean, it, we, this year was almost void of Star Wars in a, in a big way for the first time in a really long time. So h- how do you feel? Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, I I am excited for Andor because I like Diego Luna. Um, I hope that Obi-Wan is good or Kenobi is good because I... I'm excited to see you and McGregor come back. Um, not super sure what's going to happen with Mando three. Uh, Without, Mando's... we're going to find out what's going on with Mister Grogu. And... Yeah, I mean, Mando one and two are um, have some ups and downs for me. Um, and you know, just I'm going to lay it out there. I I am critical of things that I love. But I'm never shitty about it, or at least I try not to be. Um, Like I can say, in all honesty and in in, without apprehension at all, that I didn't like Loki at all. There wasn't one episode of Loki that I liked. I thought it was extremely disappointing. You know how I I knew Cisco didn't like Loki? About fourth or fifth episode in, I was like, "Boy, he has not even mentioned." Yeah, he hasn't mentioned. (laughs) Like he's not once brought it up on the the text thread. He's because what's the point? He's not said anything. He's, he's a better man than you and I. The first thing out of my <laughs> mouth is like, that sucked. The first thing I do is like, I got to tell these guys how intellectual I am by ripping that thing everybody likes to shreds in private. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, there are people, uh, I know that people, it's their favorite of the, the Disney Plus MCU shows. And it was hey, my man, favorite. That's, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I, and there's room for all of us in this thing. It, for me, it was not for me, personally. Yeah, it's just, to, I get it. And, um, and so when it comes to the star Wars, Disney plus shows, I think that what we've got so far has been very roller coastery as far as my appreciation and enjoyment of the, of the seasons of the parts of the seasons, as far as, um, episodes are concerned. You're talking and specifically so, about the shows, not the films. You're talking shows, right? Just now. the shows. Yeah. Just yeah. The just, shows. just the Disney plus shows. So, um, I like them all. Um, I like some more than others and some have been disappointing to me as well. So that's just talking about the episodes of Mandalorian and then the two episodes that we've gotten so far of Book of Boba Fett. So um, I will be watching all of them. (laughs) You can count on that. You can count on getting my, uh, my honest opinion about what I felt about them. And uh, yeah, like, uh, I, I am excited for Andor specifically because I love Rogue One so much and I love the character of Cassian Andor and Diego Luna specifically. Well, I think that's a perfect segue to a segment I think all, all of our listeners are looking forward to the most this week, which would be why don't we talk about episodes one and episodes two of The Book of Boba Fett. Hum, da, dum, hum, da, dum, 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 hum. Hum, da, dum, hum. 
All right. So I'm really excited to get into this this week because I'm not going to lie. I was a little, and we talked about it privately on our, our text thread. I got, I got a little bit of, I got a little bit of, I'm a little gun shy to talk about Star Wars. And here's why. Because towards the end of our Star Wars only years, it was, we were starting to get a little grumpy about some of the stuff that was coming out. And it got very hard to talk about it without us getting nervous that people would be upset with us. Shush! Not talking about fan discourse, so I'm going to change. Just a reminder. I'm just saying I'm excited to talk about it solely based off of my enjoyment of it as a fan, what I liked, what I didn't like. And Book of Boba Fett has already shown me that this is a healthier way to approach this kind of stuff because I was not a fan of the pilot and I was dreading talking about it. And then the second episode aired and I was like, this is fucking great. So it just goes to show you that sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's this, sometimes that. And it's all just based off gut instinct. So I can tell you right now, I am thoroughly now enjoying the book of Boba Fett. I just absolutely loved the second episode. First episode we'll talk about, but in general, I'm I'm in a good place. Uh, Steve, where are you right now with the book I'm, of Boba? I'm in a great place. Listen, th- it's funny. I'm going to tie all of this together. First of all, I just want to commend Cisco for, uh, and we all need to be more like Cisco in the world in, in regards <laughs> to in regards to being able to watch stuff and love stuff, but also be critical when it's not doing it for you. You know, I think I said to you the other day, Alex. Look, there's a lot of things like that I just don't like and I can't even tell you why it just didn't wasn't fulfilling and it just I can't be I can't articulate as to why I just was like bro you did it you with Denevil new you're like I did it and eh, he <laughs> should he should <laughs> make he <laughs> should make music videos and we're but, like oh man hey, but you, you know what to be fair though we talked about this during that episode I can 1 million percent understand exactly where Steve was coming from I do think that those specific movies have and we talked about this, he has a style and that style is not necessarily for everyone all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, this, this particular movie worked for Steve. Thank but I'm, but, we're, I'm but, glad, but my Alex point, my, the bigger point here is, is just the fact that, you know, and I'm not going to dive into it and give myself a shush here. It's just the fact that you are able to be that way, but still love something and not be an asshole about it. And we all need to be a little better about that. And also be understanding and accepting of the fact that like, Hey, it just didn't do it for you and not, and not be offended. So with that being said, and me sort of previously talking into the intro into this thing about how, you know, I've been a little grumpy in regards to Star Wars for a while and I'm, I'm now approaching it in a different way. I went into book of Boba Fett with like zero expectations. And by zero expectations, I don't mean like in a negative way, I just wasn't putting any pressure. Pre- I wasn't putting pressure on it to like fucking be my end all be all of whatever. Um, and so I went into it and I watched the first episode and mind you, I've got an infinite home. I've got a toddler and all stuff. And like, I had may have had like a little, like a beer or two. And it's, it's a hard thing for me to even stay up till midnight, let alone 9 PM. And the fact of the matter was, is I looked at my clock and went, oh my God, it's 12.03. Let me look. And you I was like, us. and I was like, holy You're shit, like, guys, it's up. What? Are we doing this? And fucking, I pushed play and I watched it all the way through. And I was like, wow, I 
liked that. I had a lot of fun. Like it was like, I'm not looking too deeply into it. I I enjoyed it and and I had a good time with it. And so then when I woke up the next morning to our text thread, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Am I, did I, did I, did I, am I wrong? Am I? And so I watched it again and I was like, no, like that's exactly what I remembered. Like, yeah. Like I, 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 okay. And I listened to you guys and, and, and everything. And it was like, well, you're not wrong. I don't disagree with the criticisms that I'm hearing here. I just, I didn't care. Like to me, it was like, I, I had fun. It just sort of, I don't know. For me, it was episode one. I, 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 I've got several conversations. Ken Knapsack, um, our, our buddy Ian, uh, where I just sort of go, it was like a Saturday morning. To me, the first episode was a Saturday morning cartoon from the 80s. And I it was like eating a bowl of Captain Crunch sugary cereal that was all sweet and sugar and no real substance. And that's not a bad thing. And, and so I just was like, I'm not worked up. I don't care. Like, I'm not mad. I'm not. I liked it. And so, but I was like, oh, no. Cause I was like, yeah, we're going to record this week and we're going to, we're going to talk about this and it's going to be like, oh my God, we like Star Wars again. Maybe we should do a Star, maybe we should be a Star Wars show again. Like, oh my God, like blah, 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 blah. And then it was like you guys and I was like, oh shit. Okay. Well, you're making it sound like we just absolutely no, fucking no, hard in the but paint just for normally, three days. no, you have to understand something because normally I'm the one that's like, nah, didn't like it. Right. And so for it to all of a sudden be you two and me being the one, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'll let I'll let Cisco jump in here. I'm just going to – I'll segue into talking about, you know, I don't want to stay on the episode for too yeah, yeah, long. Yeah. The first episode, I, I'd like to get maybe into the second one. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. I just think there might be more positive vibes flowing right, there. But right. we shouldn't just brush over our opinions of the first one. You know, I'll just briefly say the first one just wasn't for me. Just like I didn't really feel like – anything really happened i mean listen it was cool to see him pop out of the sarlacc pit but like with that being said everything else i was like i've seen this i've seen tuscan raiders i've seen these types of cantinas max rebo was max rebo is the only star wars toy i have displayed that that is designed for me to lose my shit and i was like yeah there he is good old max reeves so for me it was never like I think I'm having to come to terms that like the TV shows are not as big and as epic as the movies and they live in a different space and I need to be uh, respectful of that. It doesn't mean I need to love everything, but for me, the first one, I guess it was setting stuff up in a way that I didn't appreciate at the time because I ended up loving the second one. But before we go into that, uh, Cisco, how do you feel about the, the first episode of the book of Boba Fett? Uh, I mean, uh, after the first watch of just the first episode, it fell flat for me. Um, there were some things that I liked about it. I really liked Fennec and uh, her parkour stuff. I thought that she was the highlight of the episode for me. Um, I dug the Gamorrean guards being <laughs> like just being there. Like I thought that was really funny. Um, and low key, one of the like. St- standouts for me and i don't know why maybe it's just like a weird thing i have with her but dude jennifer beals fucking awesome i i like did not expect that to happen and i'm i'm sitting there watching it and i'm like hold on let me pause this real quick is that jennifer fucking beals and I, I pull up my imdb and it's her and i'm like holy shit it is her and she looks great she's awesome and she's got this cool vibe going on with her character so 
Um, definitely appreciated that. But all of this stuff with with Boba um, and the rest of the episode just just didn't it didn't ca- uh, catch me um, the way it would in episode two, which we will talk about soon. So I was um, I was left a little. Uh, disappointed after that first episode but you know like i said i it's not like i'm i'm out here like uh burning my disney plus subscription (laughs) and throwing all the to my 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 uh my merch in the garbage and you threw my childhood you threw threw our boba fett pins our burber scum pins in the the trash no no didn't throw any of them away it didn't ruin my childhood i didn't cry no i mean Uh, listen listen (laughs) i don't guys i'm i'm I don't mean to paint a picture that you guys were like, no, 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 nothing like that. Wait, but because just, listen, <laughs> I, I'm the first one to admit that like the action is not shot great. Uh, a lot of the acting is pretty wooden. Like you can tell that the 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 volume and the line. Like listen, all and this isn't just coming from you guys. This is the other conversations I've had with a lot of people where I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, you're right. Like I'm, I agree. Like and I, you know. So that being said, without getting into. Yeah. Uh, too much of what happened in in episode two yet the the big issue that I have with the two episodes is the decision to make the first episode thirty something minutes and the yeah. second episode almost an hour was like I think that they could have sh- made the the first two episodes one episode no I agree in in, in, in almost you know. To, to fix that i don't know i you know listen i'm not in the rooms i don't yeah, know who's I, making the decisions uh, I, on like how this shit gets broken down but i to me i feel like it might have flowed better if they had done that but I, whatever I, it is what it I, is i feel like the first episode is shot like a backdoor pilot and i feel like maybe i don't know if the pandemic had something to do with it but the first one plays a lot like a pilot episode of a lot of shows like the pilot episode of a lot of shows is not its greatest and a lot of things changed Look at Seinfeld. hundred percent. Look at Seinfeld. That, Look at The Office. Look at. Yes. There's a lot of things where it's just like, well, there's, I, there's, there's. I, some... ha- I have to chime in. Okay. Those are all comedies. No, they are. I just want to point they that are. out. Like well, those like are even, not. The but same. even like, listen, I think The Sopranos pilot is fantastic, but like there are things over that like clearly got massaged and wrinkles out and certain things from that pilot to the next episode when they've come back. The which other is, thing that's a little it gets a little gray is that yes, it's the pilot of a, I know it's a streaming, I know it's streaming. No, but not, not just that, but it's really like another season of Mando. So it's not like, I know it's called book of Boba Fett and this is about Boba Fett, but you know, it's, it's coming off of Mandalorian season two. This isn't a brand new thing out of the blue without any other tracks being laid before it. We wouldn't even have Tamar and more old Tamar and Morrison Boba Fett without Mando season two. So yes, it is the pilot, but it's also not like a brand new show where it's the first episode of something. I I get it. Maybe I'm grasping for straws here, but it's the only logical explanation that I can come up with in my head combined with like pandemic issues as to why there's such a big difference in terms of, I'll just say in terms of quality, in terms of storytelling, in terms of special effects, in terms of acting, in terms of fight choreography, in terms of a lot of things. Um, there's a would, there's there's a big jump in my opinion. I don't mean to 
to I don't and we're going to move off this cuz we're going to yeah. stay really positive. I really want to get to episode 2. But I would also just point out that I don't know that the pilot philosophy applies here because it's not a pilot. A pilot implies that they shot that episode, it got greenlit and then they got back together and then they do you see what I'm saying? So like that philosophy works when it's been shot based off of not a greenlit season. Then they all, then like, okay, we're going to make this show. Then they all go off and they start episode two and there's this massive budget gap. And there's this, like the, the team hasn't been assembled yet. So I think with this, like, this is just a greenlit show, right? I don't see. And did they make this as a pilot or I don't, I need to go. I need, I should have done my homework before this, but I feel like I remember seeing reports a long time ago that they shot that episode during Mando season two. Okay, so Which, then now, th- now this I will say, using that logic, and le- le- we'll follow this train of thought, if they would have tacked that 30 minutes on to the end of season two of Mandalorian, we would not be having this discussion. And if season one of Book of Boba Fett started with season two, that was the actual first episode of, C- of Book of Boba Fett, this discussion would be very different. I agree. Anyway, let's talk anyway. about episode two because episode one set us up let's give it credit for what it was we're gonna stay on the positive side i gotta jump into episode two episode two of book of boba fett is maybe a top five star wars episode of television it is so good from start to finish i loved so much of it uh and i watch it at midnight so you know, it's gotta be good for me to get that excited. But I think I text you, Steve at like 1245, right? Three fire emojis. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning to go pee. (laughs) And I looked at my phone and saw three fire emojis. And I, I don't know. You guys didn't text me, but I I watched it at midnight too. And, uh, yeah, I try not to get into it because I'll watch these things at midnight and I have two different threads. I have you guys and then I have my other nerd thread. And if I start being like, Hey, I watched it, then it turns into another hour of, well, that's about funny <laughs> because the only reason I didn't text you in the group, Cisco, is because I was like, Cisco wouldn't want to see my opinion. So if he hasn't watched it yet, I don't want to skew it with like a ah, fire. But right. I know Steve doesn't care if I like we'll give each <laughs> other our opinions before we see something mm-hmm. that doesn't bother us. I didn't want to I don't want to write three fire and then have you be like, oh, it's fucking good. <laughs> and then watch it and be like, hey, you kind of maybe oversold it. <laughs> what? So let's talk about some of our standout moments. Steve, what, what were some of the moments from episode two that really stood out to you? Oh, my God. Um, I'm really loving all the Tusken Raider stuff. I, I really uh-huh. am. I, but I'll be honest with you. Um, in this episode. In this me. episode, in this particular mm-hmm. episode. But I also really kind of – I. One of the things with the the first episode that I I did kind of fall back on was I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of a big jump from the guy I remember in the two and a half minutes of his screen time in the original trilogy. But okay. And then, uh, but again, that's stupid. And then going into this episode, I was just like, oh, like I'm into where we're going now with this character. I'm into what is happening here. And I really, really, I mean, the the scene with the huts and like I had a moment of just like, Whoa, when all of a sudden like the two huts popped out and then all of a sudden we got, um, 
Uh, Were you anticipating a jazz solo from one of them? <laughs> well, then I was expecting Dexter Jester to come out. No. Um, <laughs> and then... Because I'm not mistaken, right? A Jabba or a Hut does sing in one of the animated movies. Oh, I think yes. I think I think he's there's like a, a there's like a, a new there's like a Creole the Hut. Yeah, there's like yeah. a New Orleans yeah Jabba. Like, yeah. I don't like know a, who it is, but it's nuts. One of the huts from uh, from Princess and the Frog. Yeah, but I just like Zorba like, the Hut or something. Like they popped out, and there was something about the humor instantly. Um, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when I, I just I don't want to say that my mouth was just a gate, but I just was like, whoa, like we're doing this when the 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 huts came. And then the I believe his name's like the Black Chrysanthemum, Chrysanthemum, the 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 Wookie. Oh, the yeah yeah the the bounty hunter the Wookie bounty hunter thing. Wookie that I think was in like Doctor Afra comics and and whatnot. Um, I just was like, oh shit, like we're we're doing this so instantly. It, we went to that, um, and Boba just sort of. I don't know this this whole Game of Thrones Godfather esque sort of mob underworld f- trying to f- just grapple for the, the the throne kind of a thing. I just, I don't know. I'm really into it. I'm really into the Tuscan Raiders. I really dug the whole train sequence, and I really, really dug sort of him becoming a warrior and not just a bounty hunter in, in the Tuscan Raiders uh, culture. Finding a tribe. Finding a tribe. Such a lone wolf. Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Cisco? What I mean, Steve nested a bus stuff, but what stuck out to you as being like, oh man, this is this is really scratching the itch in a way maybe the, the pilot didn't. Yeah, I agree with everything that Steve just said. Um what really what really, really got me in this episode was exactly what we what he just mentioned, but um the sort of like last samurai-ness of all of the Tuscan Raider stuff with with Boba. Um I thought that was great, man. And then just that final, that final moment of them doing the um, choreography around the fire is just like, wow, that really sealed it. Like, here we go. This is, I hope this is like a jumping off point for what the rest of this show sh- will be. Because if it's, if it's built like that and continues down that with that trajectory of the, the two stories being told of like, how Boba got back to being where he is and then his struggle to maintain, to, to, to maintain that. Uh huh. Yeah. I think that's a really compelling, um, dynamic. So yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. episode. I mean, I think that, I don't know. I mean, I like all of the, the hut stuff and, um, the like Deke with the rancor that that was cool. Um, I think that the, the, I don't know what his character's name is or but the little like domo to the mayor I, he's funny to me. He's just such a worm like a sleazy worm. So uh, the actor is Dave Pasquese. Okay. And he was a he's a legend in the Chicago improv scene. Okay. A legend. He is considered to be maybe one of the funniest if not the funniest improviser in the world. You know the Sonic guys? Yeah. You know the red-haired guy? Yeah. So that guy's name is TJ Jagodowski. And TJ and Dave is the most famous improv show in Chicago. Like, if you go see it, if you, like, know comedy in Chicago, it's like, go see TJ and Dave. And Dave's one of those guys. So that's, like, 
all my second city buddies were like, are you fucking, did you see fucking Dave Pasquese? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, he's a book of Boba Fett. Can we it talk about wild. how like those dudes have, if, if Chicago improv, like they have the most Chicago last names of all time. Oh yeah. Both of them. <laughs> oh like- yeah. Jagodowski, Pasquese. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's as Chicago as it gets. You know, <laughs> you know what really worked for me in this episode? And cause I want, I want to, I want to gush about some star Wars because I, I, I didn't want to do it, but I got into the pilot and I did anyway. But here's the here's the truth. You know what I loved about this episode is I felt like I was watching things I hadn't seen before. It was like delighting and exciting me, right? Like I'd, I've seen Banthas and Tusken Raiders in the sand, but I certainly haven't seen how they make those weapons. But that's the thing, right? Is they totally balanced this line perfectly of sort of showing us what we've already seen before but just building out the world so much more right everything that we had seen before was helping to serve the story so like we've seen huts before we haven't seen any in the live action since jabba and it was so cool to see the two of them like oh there are grosser huts out there than jabba that's really exciting. And they're these like, and they get carried around by all the, it's just a really cool kind of like visual to explore. Then them making their staffs, the Tuscan Raiders, them, uh, uh, but without question, my favorite moment of the entire thing is that lizard peyote that they got right. The like tattooing lizard peyote, whatever that is like the, with like the spice, and then the lizard in the nose, and it gives you a vision. I was yes. like, where the fuck is this been? Yeah. I was like, this is where it's at. This is world building. This is original thought. These are things I haven't seen before. That like that was when I text you fire, was when the lizard went up his nose. I was like, finally, like something I haven't seen. This is so interesting to me. And now yeah. I look at Tuscan Raiders in a totally different light. I was about of- to say when you, when you mentioned Tuscan Raiders, it it's nice that in a, in a um, in a setting like this with this this kind of show that they're able to give us something like hey t- sand people are more than just the like monsters in the desert you yes. know what I mean like they're a community there there are there's a humanity there that you wouldn't even know about if it wasn't for for the way that the story is being told. And I, that I absolutely love. The thing that blew my mind was that I was like, how have I never put that together was when the Tuscan Raiders are talking about when the, the, all the seas dried up and all, and all of a sudden I was like, you moron. Like it's (laughs) the, it's the Tuscan sea. It's the sand sea. Like that's why there's all these, like all this, like there's, there's Sarlacc pits and there's, the the monster from the two the forearm monster from the first one or the the just the I don't the the dewback not the dewback but the the fucking bantha the bantha and the, the all that the, stuff I just was little, like how have I never balls of water or whatever I, exactly it is. I was like how have I never put like you moron and you yeah, call yourself a Star Wars it. fan meanwhile everybody that's been listening to this podcast is like yeah we've known this whole time dude. I mean, I don't know that I ever knew that Tatooine at one point had a ton of water on it. That's really interesting to me that it's like dry, it's a dried up planet. I always just thought the biome was desert and fucking people made it work. 
you know, kind of like Dune style, just like getting in there, digging up, digging up little decorative pumpkins full of water. Like, (laughs) by the way, those things just look like decorative pumpkins to me. But there's some kind of black seed pot or something like that. They say it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and they all have yeah. to like drink it the same way by like holding the cup this way and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like, got hey, man. Also, all of that stuff that you're talking about, Alex, like we, it finally let Tamora shine as an actor. It did. Yes. Because that dude's fucking, that dude is an actor. And we haven't really, he hasn't really had the opportunity to do that on any of these shows. In, in like a significant way but like man all of the stuff with the with the sand people he's really do like he's doing it yeah you know he doesn't I have totally his helmet agree. yeah so even the uh, scene with the mayor he's fantastic in it the, the mayor, mayor the mayor alone that that was fantastic the mayor the mayor is cool yeah the mayor is so cool with the little like the like his the translator but you hear both things at the same I thought that was so cool. And it just I don't know. This episode just really it was the it had been a long time probably since Luke showed up in The Mandalorian that I had really been fired up mm-hmm. about Star Wars and it this episode did that for me and that makes me really happy because I don't want to be that guy. You know, I want, I really want to love the things that I love and for, to see it presented back in an exciting way to me really, really made me smile. And this show, this episode in particular was really special. And I'm really grateful that we have it, especially after watching that episode, because it has been a shitty year. It has been a shitty two years. And it, if, if the worst thing that happened was you kind of didn't like the Boba Fett <laughs> premiere, like life's okay so like i think for me there was this kind of a moment of like in in a way some of my negativity from 2021 like purged on the first episode and then in 2022 i was like wait a minute i i love this stuff why am i like i gotta give this a fair a fair shake and i gotta i gotta really try to find joy and i didn't have to try I think that this was a really special, fun, creative, exciting look at a part of the Star Wars universe that we haven't seen before. And it gets me, it got me really excited for Kenobi because they're going to be back in that area. And Kobe, Kenobi's got a much more interesting relationship with those sand people than, um, or Tusken Raiders than uh, Boba does. So. You guys have any uh, final thoughts before we uh, close out the episode, or are we just stoked for Boba's episode three? I'm stoked. I I think this is a perfect example of like you know everyone fan service is such a hot button issue, but it to me this is a perfect example of using stuff and using Easter eggs and callbacks and things um, while also moving the story forward. Um, I have to. I mean, I know this has probably been pointed out everywhere already, but like the fact that like he goes to Tashi Station. And we we see the inside of Tashi Station and the fact that it's like a bar arcade sort of thing. It's like <laughs> Luke was just like 
you know, lying to Uncle Owen so he could go have like a cocktail. He wanted to go to Dave and Buster's. He to to Dave and, Buster's and have like a blue drink. But I was and... going to go to Dave and Buster's to pick up some power converters. <laughs> exactly. But also the fact that like the two people that Boba ends up saving in that, um, I looked up their names. Uh, well, I have the subtitles on because I'm an old man. And they were like Cammy, And I was like, Cammy. And I went up online and I found the deleted scene. And there's the deleted scene from A New Hope of, of Luke and, 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 um, Biggs and Cammy and this other person named Lays and like those two people are basically playing are playing Cammy and Lays from um like Luke's old friends and they're they're still hanging out at Tashi station a decade later um I just I don't know there there just was uh, the train sequence we didn't even talk about that whole fucking sequence I just I don't know man I I, I watched it again today and and I don't know I I texted you guys afterwards and I just was like this is this is some of the best Star Wars uh, in in since Disney has has been a part of it, and I just I don't know I I, I again I'm tempering my expectations, and I'm not going to go into the third episode like with all that pressure and whatnot. But that 55 minute episode was was great. Yeah, it's kind of wild that we're and we're at the end of the show, so I'm gonna th- we can talk spoilers a little bit on some things, but like it's pretty wild that we in the last in less than three months we've seen proton packs on the big screen from the 1984 ghostbusters we've seen traps we've seen the ecto-1 we've seen three era of spider-man in a movie together matrix matrix Neo returned and then Boba Fett returned to the big to 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 pop culture to finally like we saw how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit. That's the last four months in pop culture. So maybe not everything's for you, but I guarantee you there's something in there for you to be happy about. And that's really cool. And I think that's a good a good energy to go into 2022 with. I'm super stoked. Uh, we're going back to one episode a week, so we will see you guys next week. Cisco, if the people want to find you online, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, CiscoKid77. Where can the people find you, Steve? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rex Manning, and uh, I think I'm Rex Manning or Stephen Ellis on Letterboxd. Yeah, you can find me on Letterboxd. Look up Alex Backus. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Alex Backus. Alex underscore Backus. You know where it is. With all that being said, we will see you next time on BSR. Laters. guys i'm here at pixar i'm about to go in uh start working on a collaboration project with pixar just kidding man i don't play that soft little baby shit man that's satan all day that evil satan stuff heavy metal shit man i don't fuck around with a little baby shit